The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Appreciate you taking the time. Carrie, did you, did, did you like my, my Newsmax hit today? You thought it was good, right? You, you liked what we talked about and stuff? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I meant what was to... the comment I made that really hit home for you? Oh, there are so many. Um, <laughs> I can't really pick my oh, favorite there were one because so they're all favorite. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they're uh, no. all your favorite, were they're they? All my favorite, absolutely. So you, I mean, the bottom line is you're just never going to watch, are you? <laughs> I can't. Okay, we've already had this discussion. I can't watch it from here on the TV. I could have gone online. Yes, um, yes, you I did have, not. I did fact. not know you were on Newsmax today. Well, let me ask you something. Yeah. What day do I normally ask you about this? <laughs> I'm going to say Wednesday. Yeah. So yep. every Wednesday you're on Newsmax, right? Right. Okay. Because here's what I'm getting from my chat over on the video. And if you're not watching the live video, what's the matter with you? Mm. Hello? Uh, JoePags.com. Click on watch now. JoePags.com. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click watch now. Duh. It's that simple. It's free. You go there, check it out, and uh, and you can watch. Um, somebody in the channel said, did Carrie watch today? Carrie if not... No. This no. is his suggestion. You're going to play the if song. If not. Of the third hour. No song. No, I knew it. I knew it. No, you have so to So did you song. watch? <clears throat> well, <laughs> I did not. Wow. But I'm telling you I'll just say this. I, I rocked it. I, I, I know just you did. Me I was right there. I'm okay. Uh, don't sure. say don't start. Nobody's buying it. Just so long as you're going to play the third hour song, the real song. Eh, I'm not sure. Not sure. I think you need to. Not sure. I thought you were going to bring it today. I don't think it's been brought in. I'm trying. uh, Yeah. We do have Dr. Peter McCullough today, having at the bottom of this hour. So in about, I'd say, 25 minutes, Dr. Peter McCullough, a good long interview about COVID, about therapeutics, about what works, what doesn't work, about what sort of uh, complications there are from the shots for men, for women, for kids, what's true, what's not true. And by the way, everything that's been called disinformation on Joe Rogan's show related to Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone, both of whom we've had on this show several times now, and everything they've said is provably true scientifically. Yet the left keeps on calling it dis or misinformation, which is kind of sick. And that doesn't work for me. Not even on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. Hop to bump on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. That is the Chocolate Voice. It's Carrie Lockie. How you doing? I'm sorry, it's every Wednesday, 2.30 your local time. 2.30, okay. 3.30 Eastern. Got it, got it. Every Wednesday for about nine months now. Okie dokie, okay. Thanks for asking, though. So you just I'll haven't listened at all. Next week. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, we appreciate that. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. I'll send you a note. I'll send you an email. <laughs> okay. A, I'm taking two weeks off. <laughs> B, watch me on Newsmax. That is Polo getting it done as always. Sam in a, in a hizzy. Come on, Sam. What? Uh-huh. That's right. We used to do the um, the Fergie hump day song. She's still out. Do I ever forgive her, do you think? Do I ever forgive her for, the, for screwing up the national anthem no, that time? No, I like, 
uh, I like what you're doing on Wednesdays. You don't like the you don't like the 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 hump the bumps the, the I didn't lumps. really no no. Now who was it? Maybe Polo knows this. Macy Gray Polo who did the national anthem. Yeah, an NBA game that was really and I didn't listen to it, but she kind of did like a Fergie thing to it. I only saw a did small part of it. Okay. But I but what I it. saw, and Paulo, I'm more than willing to hear your thoughts on this. What I saw of it, and I don't I don't watch basketball. I didn't watch the game. Uh, the only thing that was really being shown to me by videos that were sent was that LeBron, LeBron James appeared to be laughing. Mm-hmm. He, like he couldn't contain himself from laughing in the middle of it. But Macy Gray, to me, sounded like I know Macy Gray to sound. That's how she sings. Oh. Did I miss something? Was she doing something extra on that? It just, the way she did it, like, I don't know. It was hard to take seriously um i don't know I so i can't really blame some of the guys for kind of like giggling because it was just kind of like uh okay you know but i mean that but that's how macy gray sings no was it different <laughs> you'd have to hear it i only heard a small part of it i was like well that's macy gray singing and that's yeah, what she does it, it, and it was presented to me that lebron james was being disrespectful was he not I, he was trying to hold it in i mean i i okay. think I, I don't think he was trying to do it on purpose um because, I mean, even when I was hearing it, I was kind of like, oh, you know, so. I'll listen to it tonight. I'll yeah. listen to it tonight. Uh, it, when Fergie did it, she over-sexualized it. Mm. And that was making the guys all like raise their eyebrows and laugh a little bit too. She was, it was very weird yeah, okay. how she did it. Okay, so then, so let's let's put it this way. If she over-sexualized it, Macy Gray over-Macy Grayed it. So she <laughs> was Macy Gray times two or 2.0 yeah. or something. Like it all just, right. It just, it just didn't work well. Like she really Macy Gray'd it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sam, did you see this at all? I didn't see the Macy Gray one, but I still haven't forgiven Fergie, so. I mean, is it me? I mean, Fergie walked out was just, was like, are we in a strip club? What is this? It was so weird. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so weird. And if you're watching on the video, that's uh, Rosie in the background chilling, right? Is that Rosie? That's Archie. Archie's, look, can I just say this to the public? Archie's a jerk. He's what? not. Okay, it's just your low voice. Okay, it is not determined that. <laughs> Carrie, we we had the dogs at the house for a couple of days, mm-hmm. or a little more than a couple of days. Rosie, wonderful. Now they're both terriers, right, Sam? They're both mini Aussies. Okay, either way, terriers, mini Aussies, whatever. They're a couple of fur balls. So they're beautiful dogs. Uh, now Archie's got beautiful, like really bright eyes, and and Rosie's just this like uh, awesome, just chill mm-hmm. and awesome. But Archie, for some reason, now, uh, I, late at night, will walk out of my production studio, whatever, my office, whatever, and I will walk into the kitchen, maybe grab a snack, maybe have a drink, you know, maybe go to the bathroom, whatever I have to do, you know, leave my, my little area. Mm-hmm. And every time Rosie would be like, oh, yeah, it's him. And then Archie would be <laughs> like, was going to attack me. <laughs> so one night, I let him out, right? Mm-hmm. I, this, is, this is real. This is true. I let the dogs out. And it was four o'clock in the morning. It was getting really cold out, and I was l- letting them in. Open the door. Rosie comes running in. Uh-huh. What does Archie do, Sam? Uh, I'm sure he was defending his territory. He 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 barked and tore ass about a, a quarter of a mile the other way. I'm like really? <laughs> Come on, really? Now, Carrie, I don't give give anybody a visual here. It's 37 degrees out. Mm-hmm. I'm in my chonies, uh, and I'm standing outside okay. now. <laughs> Yelling for the dog, for the dog to come in the house. And the dog basically in dog language said F you. 
I think Archie's got a foul mouth. I like this to dog. To be honest with you, the dog basically said it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. I've done nothing to this dog. And look, can I, t- can I say this? Yes, I've got the D voice, whatever. But dogs love me. Hmm. Well, I've Archie. never, ever had an issue with a dog before mm-hmm. that I can remember. And Archie's like, I ain't having it. Now, here's Rosie's a little bit older. <laughs> Rosie's sort of the queen. And Rosie like looks at Archie. I mean, I literally, Sam, Rosie looked at me, looked at Archie, looked back at me, raised her eyebrows and laid down. Wow. Like, I, I'm course, not responsible yeah. for this dog. I'm not responsible. All right, so. He's a puppy. Uh, okay, he's not a puppy. He's like eight months old now. He's still not still a puppy, is he? He is eight months old. Not a puppy. Is that a puppy? Yes, yeah, I think so. It is not eight months old. It's not a puppy. Well, yeah, why not? He's going to grow think... to be bigger than that? Yes, he's going to be a little bit bigger. No, he's done. See, you guys are all lying now. Uh, let's, just, let's just put it out there. Archie's know. a jerk. <laughs> It's a terrible thing to say. And he's and he's, he's behind like you him. now, listening I've to my voice. Him. He's not moving. He's fine. You should love him. He is your grand dog. <laughs> he's not my grand dog. I'm not <laughs> claiming that dog. That is just dumb. Paul, is an eight-month-old dog a, a puppy? I don't think so. Yes, it's not even a year. Oh, stop mm-hmm. it! What is wrong with you people? Mm-hmm. What is there? Some a year is not a puppy anymore. Eight months just seems like still a puppy. Yeah, not a grown, full-grown yeah. dog. I'm going to look months? that up. I think you're. I think you're all wrong. Puppy's done like six weeks. Okay. Not six a puppy weeks. anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's it. You're out of puppydom no. at six weeks. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I'll take calls right now about what what a jerk Archie. No, I'm kidding. I will not take calls on Archie, Sam. Okay, so you're saying Archie's not a jerk. He is so smart. And Evan's not a small person. He's not afraid of Evan. <laughs> he doesn't have a big old low voice. <laughs> That's right. Sam's boyfriend talks like this. I'm Evan. <laughs> Pretty much it, right? That's not. <laughs> well, he's got a man voice. I mean, come on. All right, so so now serious news. Carrie, if I asked people on the street, if we walked out right now mm-hmm. and just started interviewing people on the street, what is the Canada deal all about? Do you think they know? Oh, I think some may. Um maybe the like majority, what caused it? The majority why may it's not. happening? The majority may not. Because you don't hear a whole lot about it, actually. Except if you're listening to this show. Paula, you think the people know what the, what the whole thing is about up there? <laughs> nah. Sam, you think they know? No way. L- let me help you guys, because I did this the other day. I'm going to do it again. The Canada Freedom Convoy and the dictatorship o- o- overtaking of every freedom that they had up there through an emergency order by Justin Trudeau is about... Shot mandates. That's what it's about. I want you to understand that that is what it's about. It's about truckers having to show proof of vaccination, which is not really a vaccine, but proof of taking the shot, taking the jab. When they go across to America, they can't come back into Canada. They can't prove that they've gotten the jab. If they haven't gotten it, they have to self-quarantine for 10 to 14 days, which will ruin their business, obviously. So truckers said, wait a second, we want health autonomy. We want the ability to not be forced into an emergency experimental process medically without informed consent. Informed consent is the world law. It's not just here. It, it's, it's after World War II when they were experimenting on people. They said, we can't ever have this again. Informed consent is necessary. And Justin Trudeau took away their freedoms and liberties and became a dictator over mandates. Now, you're right. All of you guys are right. Carrie Polo Sam. 
People who are, who are out there in the street probably don't know that, and it's not their fault. The big media is not telling them that. That's what this is about. They're protesting being forced to take a medical procedure or being, you know, sidelined for, for two weeks. So, Carrie, you've got a story about the woman, I guess, who organized the GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. She was arrested, and, and are they letting her go? No. Uh, from the blaze in a controversial move Tuesday, a judge in Ottawa, Canada, denied bail for a leading organizer of the Freedom Convoy trucker protest, claiming she presents a substantial likelihood to reoffend. The decision immediately garnered attention across Canada, as critics noted even alleged violent offenders in some cases are granted bail. Yet Tamara Lick, a 47-year-old mother and activist from Alberta, won't be afforded the option. She was arrested and charged Thursday with counseling to commit mischief after having raised over $10 million through a since-halted GoFundMe campaign sponsoring a groundswell of protest over the national COVID-19 vaccine mandate and other restrictions placed on trial operating in Canada. For weeks, thousands of protesters had camped out in Canada's capital city, Ottawa, and along border crossings with the U.S., demanding an end to the restrictions. In her ruling Tuesday, Ontario Court Justice Julie Bourgeois said she was not convinced that Lick would go home quietly and discontinue her counseling activity if released on bond. I cannot be reassured that if I release you into the community that you will not reoffend, Bourgeois said, according to the Ottawa Citizen. Your detention is necessary for the protection and safety of the public. This community has already been impacted enough by some of the criminal activity and blockades you took part in and even led, the judge added, according to CBC. You've had plenty of opportunity to remove yourself and even others from this criminal activity, but obstinately chose not to and persistently counseled others not to either. Wow. Double wow. Carrie, thank you. Triple wow. So you don't get to get out on bail or bond because you took part in raising money through a crowdfunding source to support a peaceful... There was nothing violent about this protest until the police became violent. This was literally a peaceful protest. Yes, they blocked the bridge from Windsor to, to Detroit. They did that. But they weren't blocking roads elsewhere. They parked their trucks off the side of the road. And yeah, they were honking their horns. This was peaceful. It was the picture of what peaceful protesting looks like, and their protest is not only understandable, but it's righteous. You, you take this force, and by the way, I've got Dr. Peter McCullough on in like 13 minutes from now, and we're going to talk about the idea that you've got to be forced to take this, that we've got study after study. We've got hundreds of studies now showing how dangerous these, these shots can be. We've got the studies. We've got the rates of death from the Department of Defense in our own government. We talk about all that. Do not, do not miss this interview at the bottom. But I want your thoughts, and the question is very simple. Do the people in your circle know what the Canada protest was about? Do the people in your circle or at your job or in your community know what the Freedom Convoy was all about? Or are they only getting their information from the left media? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.
All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Seven or eight minutes away from Dr. Peter McCullough. Tell everybody you're going to want to gather around the radio, gather around the TV, gather around the, the computer screen, your device, whatever it is. Make sure you're watching or listening. Go to JoePags.com. If you got sports coming up on your station, that's cool. I get it. They've got sports contracts, and they've got to, they've got to do that. I, it makes sense. You can continue watching or listening to the program at JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Click on Listen Live or Watch Now, where you see us do the show just like a TV show. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Don't go through life just thinking that getting older means you've got to slow down, have less energy, be tired all the time. No, no, you could boost that energy back up. There's a miracle molecule you probably don't know much about called nitric oxide. Not nitrous oxide. Somebody give me a hard time about that once. Nitric oxide. Uh, it is a miracle molecule that we produce on our own. Usually much, much higher levels when we're younger Helps the blood flow, helps the circulation, helps your energy level, super beats, heart chews, helps you to restore the ability to make this great molecule that we all need. Add two delicious plant-based super beats heart chews to your morning routine, promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day, no caffeine crash because super beats heart chews unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of your healthy lifestyle. They're, they're delicious. I like them a lot. You're going to love them. I want you to check this out for my listeners only. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen and make it happen right now. Ricky, what's going on in, in Austin? Hi. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Love the show. Thank uh, you. listen to you on uh, your flagship WAI, except whenever they decide to cut away for a Spurs game. But I got you backed up on iHeart, so we're good to go. That's my man. All right. What's on your <laughs> mind? That's awesome. Hey, uh, regarding the, the lady up in Canada who's being held without bail because she organized a GoFundMe, uh, I agree with you. You know, most of my friends do not know about the situation. But an interesting thing in the story that Carrie read was that the judge has already declared this woman guilty of criminal activity before a trial ever took place. You're right. And I think that's something people need to focus on is that she's already been judged guilty and is being basically already imprisoned for something she's never gone to trial for. And that is just, it's unconscionable to me. And, you know, right. it's, it's amazing how quickly Canada has fallen. I want to remind people about what you're talking about. In the story, the judge says, I can't let you out because I think you'll pick up your criminal activity. So you're right. The judge literally said, I've already deemed you being guilty of being involved in criminal activity before she even gets a trial. That's why you can't be out on bond. You'll go resume the activity I've said you've already done. It's a great point that you make because it's very... Listen, people complain about our, our judicial system all the time. It's certainly better than what we're seeing unfold in Canada. Hi, right, brother. I, Ricky, I appreciate and- you. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, he brought up a good point because later on in the story, her quote is, there is no doubt here on conviction, you are certainly facing a potentially lengthy term of imprisonment. You imagine there's no doubt here on conviction. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, somebody would be kicked off the bench if a judge in America said that. They might think that, but they certainly can't say it, right? Yeah. Scary. Very scary. Very scary. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. You've got questions about masks? I asked Dr. Peter McCullough. You got questions about, about these shots, what they do to men and other males, not, not, I mean, even less than men where they're not grown up yet, uh, boys. You got questions about the menstrual cycle for women and fertility. You got questions about whether people are dying from it or not. You got questions about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Guess what? We cover all of that and then some. Make sure you keep it right here. It's uh, the Joe Pag Show. Go to JoePags.com. 
J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Sign up for the for the, the newsletter. Contact me by scrolling down and clicking on contact or email, and we're back after this. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young man back. His uh, name is Dr. Peter McCullough. You've heard of him. He's got an MD, MPH, FACC, FAHA, FASN, FNKF, FNLA, FCRA, and he also canceled Joe Rogan. You got a lot on your resume there, Doc. It's good to see you again. How are you? Thanks for having me. You know, it's really a pleasure to have you back. Now, you didn't cancel Joe Rogan, obviously. You and Dr. Malone went on his podcast, and the left freaked out and had a fit because you dared tell the truth that was based on science. It was based on your years and years of, of research and history. By the way, he's also the chief medical advisor, Truth for Health Foundation. I want you to go to AmericaOutloud.com and look up the McCullough Report. He does a podcast, which is amazing. We talked about this briefly before we started, but I don't do a whole lot of pre-interview because I want to do it during the interview. Um, you and Dr. Malone and Dr. Urso and, and down the line have been proven right almost every single day recently, and they're acting like it's new science or the science changed. A, does it feel good that you're being vindicated a bit? And B, does science really change like this or were you guys ahead of this the whole time? You know, it turns out that ju- just the, the under underpinning of the scientific principles are always there. It's just a matter of how the human mind comes to the understanding. So some of the fundamental principles are that this infection and syndrome has always been treatable. And in fact, that's always been my view from the very beginning. Many are just taking, you know, two years too late coming around to the idea that it's treatable. And in fact, it must be treated early. You know, when I went on Joe Rogan, Uh, I prepared for about a month ahead of time, and when I went into his man cave, I showed up with scientific slides that were used as a base from the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons meeting. So these are continuing medical education approved slides, and it was purely scientific data. It was just the facts and the the data. There was no opinion, no hyperbole. Uh, Joe did not give any medical opinions. Neither did I. And, you know, we, I went on December 8th. When we got to December 27th, we had already hit 40 million views, set all new records. Amazing. Then there was a blowback from uh, Neil Young and Prince Harry and others. And then more people wanted to listen to it because they wanted to get more of the scientific information. Right. And uh, it, it catapulted to new levels. And it turns out the conversation quickly moved towards hunting Joe Rogan on bogus racial claims in the past and having him take down prior uh, videos. So you can see what this is about. It's it's really actually not about the science at hand. Well, it's not because people don't want the science to be heard. People want to control others. And those who are in power want to control others. And those who are financially benefiting want to continue financially benefiting. When you've got a company that makes between 25 and $35 billion in a year in Pfizer, why would they want to stop the boosters and stop the shots and stop the so-called vaccines? It's Dr. Peter McCullough. Make sure you go to AmericaOutloud.com. Look up the McCullough Report. It's right there on the website. He's also the Chief Medical Advisor, Truth for Health Foundation. So you show up to Rogan. You've got all these slides. They're above reproach. Your, your resume is above reproach. I mean, what you've written over the over the, the, the years that you've been doing this for a living uh, is above reproach. 
but they called it disinformation and misinformation. And when I asked for one piece of evidence that McCullough or Malone lied to Joe Rogan or to me, you, you both were actually on my show before you were on his show. If you guys lied or made it up or, or we're not being scientific or we're skirting the issue, show me one piece of evidence. And doctor, nobody can. So in your position, what must that feel like knowing what you brought was scientifically above reproach, yet Neil Young, who hasn't had it since 1973, or Peter Frampton think they know more? I mean, it's got to it's got to irk you a bit. Joe, you know, it's a sequence. It, it really, with pandemic response, it was Pierre Corey and Brett Weinstein, who's a uh, environmental biologist first. Then it was me. I'm the clinical doctor. I'm taking care of patients. Then it was Malone, the vaccine developer. And most recently, it was Majid uh, uh, Nawaz, who is uh, from the UK and was really filling out the, the scheme about the global reset. And Rogan was basically speechless. He's interesting. He's been caught up in this now. He's, a, he's actually a very intelligent, very insightful journalist. Right. And his audience is a mean age of 24. They're very intelligent people. They they sit down and listen to three hours. There's a transcript. It's, it's transcribed in different languages. He has a bigger viewership than mainstream media. Right. And I think Rogan now is caught up in uh, what is uh, an incredible historical inflection point. Doctor, can you can you think in your wildest dreams why they would have to have some sort of a counter argument? Like when you and Malone show up and you specifically, you show up and you bring all these slides and it's all medically above reproach and scientifically, in fact, it's not your opinion whatsoever. When, when they then say, Spotify says, well, we have to put on a varying opinion. Can there be a varying, I guess there can be a varying opinion, but there's no varying science, right? It is what it is, no? Well, you know, the same observations, there can be different interpretations, and we've invited that. We've invited anybody who's credentialed, who wants to, you know, have a fair roundtable, no two doctors agree on anything. That's not what we're getting. We are getting uncredentialed fact checkers giving out biased counter opinions, which are false. So we have fact checkers that are now putting out false information, and they are in the dozens. Uh, there are now consortiums of fact checkers that appear to be employed somehow through social media as free agents or in consortia, uh, but they are basically um, hit artists. Uh, it's Dr. Peter McCullough. Go to AmericaOutloud.com. Check out his podcast. It's the McCullough Report. He's also the chief medical advisor, Truth for Health Foundation. I appreciate you making the time. So, so let me ask you some basic questions that I, as a non-medical person, want to know answers to. Those who are watching and listening, and thankfully, we've grown our audience to about five or six million. Although Joe Rogan, what you said earlier about him being bigger than the mainstream media, he's bigger than all of them combined. If you combine their audiences, he's bigger than that, and that's why Spotify didn't just kick him off the platform. They can't afford to. But having said that, here are some layperson questions. Do, do cloth masks work at all? No, they don't work. In, ma in general, masks don't work at all uh, for general masking. The only advice I think is mainly for social reasons, but they don't. They didn't. They clearly didn't stop SARS-CoV-2 the virus. Uh, multiple randomized trials, uh, real-world data, uh, public masking didn't work. Is um, uh, does ivermectin work? Ivermectin works. You know there are over seventy supportive studies, over thirty-three randomized trials, and recently in JAMA, the iTech trial was brought forward, published by Lim and colleagues from Malaysia. Even though the top-line results are neutral. 
because the it was a, a randomized trial, but it was unblinded, and the doctors determined the primary endpoint, which we have to look past. If we look at the hard endpoints of who needs the ICU, mechanical ventilation, or death, uh, the clear winner was ivermectin. Now, it's a small, underpowered trial, yeah. but uh, I think this is going to fuel families to even demand with greater uh, uh, you know, greater desire to have their loved ones get ivermectin in the hospital. No one should be denied. As a doctor, when a pharmacist says, I'm not going to fill this ivermectin prescription because it's off-label, do you think they have the right to do that? Because they're doing that. No, they don't. That's against the law. And now there's several attorney generals that have weighed in on this. Oklahoma, Nebraska, and I think South Carolina now. That's going to stop. That's illegal activity where pharmacists are trying to hurt patients by not dispensing the medication. Should, should there be some sort of a legal apparatus in place when somebody goes on CNN and lies and calls it horse dewormer? Should there be some sort of a liability there when hydroxychloroquine also has proven to be to be effective in Nigeria? They've got a very low per capita rate of COVID-19 because they're all taking hydroxychloroquine for for malaria that they all have to worry about, you know, because of all the all the mosquitoes there. When when somebody says that's a fish tank cleaner, don't use it. And somebody says ivermectin is a horse dewormer. Shouldn't there be some legal? legal ramifications for passing such ridiculous um, so-called news to the public? You'd be fine to me if they, if they just apply the, the current regulatory laws that are used for branded drugs, uh, such as the Landman Act, the U.S. Drug and Cosmetic Act, and the Truth and Advertising Act, which basically says we have to have fair balance. Yeah. So with hydroxychloroquine, we have over 300 supportive studies, and it has a modest benefit, about a 25% effect size. Ivermectin, I said, over 70 studies, 33 randomized trials, the most recent one, about a 55% effect size or benefit in the randomized trials. Uh, as long as it's presented with fair benefit, what, with fair balance, what we don't want our public health servants to do is get on TV and say there's no evidence for ivermectin. And our, our uh, director of the National Allergy and Immunology Branch said that the FDA actually and the um, NIH had tweets that said that ivermectin is only a horse dewormer. That's called propaganda. That's actually misleading information put out by people in authority. That should be against the law. Yeah, it really it really shows your intelligence how you worded that. That was very, very smart because they're not coming out and saying ivermectin doesn't work. They're not saying hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Zinc doesn't work. D3 doesn't work. They're not saying that. What they're saying is there's no evidence to prove this claim. So the so-called fact checkers are, are playing word, uh, playing games with words, and those word games are convincing the public. It, it, did I hear you right? That's what they're doing, right? But this idea, but they say no evidence. That's a false statement. We, we they could say there's 70 studies, and they could show they could you know give an interpretation, but they can't say no evidence. No evidence means that nothing was done, that it was never studied, and that's a false statement. Is there a myocarditis issue when it comes to males in taking these injections? And I ask that for this reason. I know the American Heart Association put out a study that said there was long-term lasting effect uh, on the heart for, for males, generally speaking, 30 years old and younger. This is from the American Heart Association. That was called um, false news, or it was debunked by some fact checker as well. Is there any doubt that there is a, an increase in myocarditis in males? Well, we keep in mind that... The fact checkers are putting out false claims by uncredentialed people. Right. So this is very important. I, I think everybody listening called the fact checkers. They are putting out false claims as uncredentialed 
people and credentialed, I guess, internet operatives. Yeah. Uh, what we know with myocarditis, there's over 200 peer-reviewed studies on the preprint server system or in the National Library of Medicine, 200 on COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis. And it's clear, and the FDA agrees, the vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, cause heart damage. They cause heart damage. It's unequivocal now. In fact, we've had this last week, we've had a paper by Gill, two boys in Connecticut uh, had vaccine-induced myocarditis, di died on days three and four at home. Autopsies proved the vaccines caused the death. We've had uh, capers by Choi and Verma also showing fatal cases. Now the literature has men, 90% of cases are men, but extends up to age 60. Wow. The peak age range is 18 to 24. But this is incontrovertible. The vaccines cause heart damage. There's official warnings on the vaccines for cause heart damage. I'm a cardiologist. I can tell you that no one should accept into their body a product that causes heart damage. I mean, it's just that simple. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. Make sure that you um you follow him on social, Peter McCullough, MD, um, at Peter McCullough, MD. AmericaOutloud.com, the McCullough Report is the podcast, and he's also the chief medical advisor, Truth for Health Foundation. So we know that it causes heart problems. Uh, also, the fact checkers say it doesn't cause problems with fertility in women, and it doesn't cause any sort of issues with their menstrual cycles. Now there are studies that appear to say that's not true. What is the truth for the effect on women? Again, the, the fact checkers are putting out false claims. Uh, what we know there is that uh, in a paper from China, uh, in, before COVID-19, I think it was published in 2018, showed that the lipid nanoparticles, in fact, do go and would expect it to go to the ovaries. They go to the corpus luteum layer of the ovaries. And we've had uh, innumerable reports of changes in menstruation related to the vaccines. And now... In the January 24th U.S. Senate panel, uh, lead attorney Tom Rents and co-counsel um, Lee Dundas brought forward the military data, the DMED, Department of Military Epidemiologic Database data, showing a massive increase in fetal wastage, that is, uh, miscarriages and stillbirths in women who've taken the vaccine. For those who are watching and listening, those are numbers directly from the Department of Defense from our government. I've had Tom Renz on to talk about that. This is above reproach as well. Dr. Peter McCullough, I appreciate the time and the access. When it comes to this vaccine, when I talk to Malone, he thinks that mandates are obscene. I know you agree. But he also thinks that there might be some, uh, some uh, risk factors and some people with comorbidities that might be um, right to at least take the vaccine to hopefully lessen the effects of the disease. Are you in that same camp? Do you think that some, somebody, some people in some cases should take it or you completely don't take it? That may have been true a year ago, Joe, with the original uh, wild type and alpha strains, but now the virus is sufficiently mutated. We have no credible evidence that the vaccine has any impact on the Omicron variant. Uh, thankfully, the Omicron variant is uh, very mild. Uh, very few people ever get hospitalized. Most of the published series, there's no deaths. And, uh, and so I think people can basically... Uh, you know, be reassured that Omicron is, they're going to get through it and find some people need treatment. Uh, but without any randomized data now, and the virus is mutated to such an extent, I, I just don't think it can be generally advised. It's just, we just don't have a basis to make that case that anybody should get a vaccine now that we have 99% Omicron.
Yeah, I mean, Omicron obviously shows the beginning of the end of this, yet you got Fauci saying, hey, good news, you should probably just take a, 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 a booster every year. And then Pfizer, oddly, the next day said, hey, good news, you should probably take a, a, a booster you know, once a year. Pfizer making billions and billions of dollars in revenue and profits off of this continuing. They almost needed to continue, doctor. What can we say to, to, the, to the people out there who have fallen for this, what Malone says, what I agree with, this mass formation um, psychosis, what do we say to snap them out of it and say, hey, listen, Omicron it's actually a very good sign. I think what I had you on, you called it a Christmas present, an early Christmas present that Omicron showed up. So what do we have to tell people to make them understand these mandates don't make any sense? No, your six-month-old child shouldn't get vaccinated. No, your under-12-year-old shouldn't get vaccinated. In fact, maybe hold off on getting vaccinated completely because Omicron is the sign that we're close to the end here. Omicron's almost like when you go to the fireworks at the very end, they kind of blow everything up, uh, right. you know, an alley. Um, we're hoping that's the case. We're keeping a watch on things. You know, the news cycle is so rapid. If there's another variant that's going to emerge or even a subvariant, it's going to happen very fast. So far, things are very quiet. And what I tell people is say, listen, uh, most people took the vaccines in the early part of 2021, 220 million people. The vast majority were not harmed by the vaccines. I don't see long-term harm. Uh, sadly, about 1.1 million people were harmed. Yeah. Right now, if we just don't take any more we take care of the people who've been injured by the vaccine, and we start to make amends for this. I think America can heal and we can move on. We can treat the remaining people who develop COVID-19 at high risk. Remember, most people right now are effectively unvaccinated. We're making a fresh start. Only people have taken the vaccine since October 1st, which is very few people, uh, would have any coverage for anything right now. Uh, because all the experts agree, Joe, the vaccines only last six months. Most people have expired on their vaccine. And natural immunity after having it, uh, the, the latest studies show 20 months it can last. It's uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, AmericaOutloud.com, the McCullough Report. Go and check that out. Chief Medical Advisor, Truth for Health Foundation. Follow him at Peter McCullough, MD. Doctor, thanks so much for this incredible information and for making time for me again. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you hanging out. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Dr. McCullough. We will post that entire interview after the show is over tonight. It'll be on Rumble. That's where you go and get it. You're going to want to spread that around to everybody you know because direct answers to direct questions about masks, about, about ivermectin, about hydroxychloroquine, about the effects on males, the effects on females. And uh, that I wanted to get answers that you guys want. All right? wanted to get answers that, that you want. And hopefully that, that solves some of the questions that you've got in your head. Because the fact checkers, he just called them out directly. They're just lying. They just don't know what they're talking about. And I appreciate him doing that. All right? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, Ted Poe next hour. Make sure you keep it right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.